You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop! Hello and welcome to Triviality, the show where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Matt and I will be hosting. Uh, I'm back from my little sabbatical. Yeah, uh, well, well, welcome back, Almost Matt. didn't recognize you there. Yeah, well, it's it's been a rough uh, 48 hours. Uh, yeah, so Matt just like didn't show up again and yeah. uh, we were looking for him and... Uh, you know, we put his we put his picture out on milk cartons, and finally somebody called us. Yeah, it's surprising that people still buy milk cartons in 2018, but it is. But uh, somebody was maybe maybe cashew milk or something like that. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm a Matt's regular. Pic- so- Matt's picture is on some cashew milk cartons. Uh, I'm a soy boy, is what we're saying. Soy boy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we found him uh, inside of a Garrett's popcorn with a bunch of PBRs at his feet, and uh, I think he gained about 20 pounds of beer weight. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he, he well, re- I'm training for a half marathon, so that's yeah. that's part of my training. To be fair, though, that 20 pounds wears pretty easily on your seven foot frame. So, yeah. well, that's, seven feet that's tall. true. Yeah, you can't even see it. <laughs> Correct. All right. So, as you can tell, I'm joined by my usual cohorts, Neil, Jeff, and Ken. Um, but hosting today's game is going to be our newest Patreon supporter, uh, Ryan Clefcorn Myers. How's it going, Ryan? I am doing rather well. How are you? Doing good. Doing great. Uh, we appreciate, first of all, your your support on Patreon, and uh, we we've been kind of exchanging messages back and forth. Uh, you're a trivia host, and uh, you write really great questions. You're going to come on in the future to play, but why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, so the viewers and, and listeners, for that matter, because no one's watching, uh, can uh, hear more about you. Uh, okay, uh, I live in Wichita, Kansas. Uh, I am married to my wonderful wife, Paige. Um, I have a cat named Roxy who's apparently going to accompany me for this recording here. Um, I work at the Wichita Art Museum, uh, doing anything and everything behind the scenes, basically. Uh, I was there earlier today. I actually hosted trivia there earlier today. Um, this will be my third game hosting today. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's commitment. Um, the the docents, our tour guides, we just got done with a really big French moderns exhibition that has brought more business and visitors to our museum than ever before. And so to celebrate their hard work, uh, we had a potluck lunch, and then I was asked to host trivia for it. So I did. And then I went and hosted my other show tonight, and now I am here. Awesome. Well, welcome to the show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and amongst uh, being married to WWE superstar Paige, you also are a huge (laughs) cinephile, as we've been talking uh, back and forth. Yes, that's that's been something I've been way into since I was about 14 or so. I credit credit the movie Scream, actually. It was the first movie to make me actually think about movies, because it talks all horror movie tropes and everything. And uh, once that deeper connection sunk in, I uh, couldn't shake it and... 
then here I am now. That's awesome. And spoiler alert, you would have lasted until, what, the second movie and then died in a van, but everyone would have still loved you, though. <gasps> it's because I have a red beard. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. It's a big weekend for Redbeards. It's true. Uh, Prince Harry getting married. He your did host quite, in trivia. He did quite well for himself this weekend. Yeah, good week for Redbeards. <laughs> yeah. Michael Fassbender has a red beard. <laughs> well, there we go. All right, so today's game is going to be me and Ken. Uh being for the rest of the NHL versus Jeff and Neil's Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, <laughs> there you go. We're, we're, we're going we're gonna to get a win. I think it's going to happen at some point. Um, but the way today's game is going to be played, let's go to the rules guy. The rules of the game are simple. 20 questions split into two rounds worth 10 points apiece. At halftime, there'll be a special swing round designed by this week's host. After regulation, players will enter the final round with the points that they've accumulated and will have a chance to wager 0 to 30 points on five categorized questions. At the end of the game, someone will be named the cream of the crop. You know that I'm the cream of the crop. By the way, Matt, I can't wait to see how that statement ages four weeks from today when we're <laughs> recording this. We'll see. The NHL uh, Stanley Cup champion, Vegas Golden Knights. You made, a, you made a pretty good prediction on Aaron's episode. Matt's that, calling uh, it. That turned out to be okay. I'm always so. calling my shots one month in advance. That's the way to do it. <laughs> I'm, I'm pulling for them. I, I hope they win. I think that'd be kind of uh, pretty cool that they win in their first year. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. All right, Ryan, ready to host this game? I am ready whenever you folks are ready. Let's toss it over to you. All right, round one, question one. Your category is a question about booty. Excellent. Something I know about. Uh, we're not sure whether it's named after the alternative name for the War of Spanish Succession, in which he served in the Royal Navy, or whether it's because he supported the last Stuart monarch. But what we are sure of is that Blackbeard's most famous ship had what monarch's mm. name in its title? We're in. You remember this We're one? in. Okay. Do I go first? It's a, we, got, we got ourselves a Blackbeard standoff here. No one wants to go first. We'll go first, Jeff and I. I I'm believe, just, we didn't write anything down, so you have to you have to say fine. the answer. I believe the name of that ship is the Queen Queen Anne's Revenge. So Queen Anne. Yes, Queen Anne of the Queen Anne's Revenge. Yes, Queen Anne is absolutely correct. Jeff remembered. <laughs> I've, I feel like we've gotten out. that question wrong enough that now we know. That it. was quite a while ago, <laughs> yeah. that one. Tucked it away in my mind vault. Good job, Jeff. <laughs> Sometimes I remember the combination to it. Uh, you got one. <laughs> All right, let's move on to question number two. This is your category is a question about butts. Mm, like where this is going? I see, I see the theme. <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite route so far. Yes. Can we for the question about donkeys? In 2015, John Oliver introduced a brand new character on the show called Jeff, the diseased lung in a cowboy hat, which is a direct parody of what advertising icon? Yeah. Yeah, we're locked in. Yeah, this one really bummed me out, being named Jeff. Um, they made a bunch of t-shirts. Um, it, one of my favorite examples was they want, made some for Latin America. Uh, so it's it's just Jeff with the two exclamation points, uh, one upside down and one regular, <laughs> um, with the disease lung. So, um, but yeah, I think we're pretty sure on this one, Neil, right? That it's a parody of the Marlboro Man? Yes. Yeah, uh, I was pretty sure Jeff would get this because he spends most of his days just googling the name Jeff and seeing what comes up. And chain smoking. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a pretty big fan of John Oliver. So. Yeah, well that too. Um, but we also went with the Marlboro Man. The correct answer is the Marlboro Man. All right, good start today. Mm -hmm. Are you a smoker, Ryan? I am not. Mm -hmm. I don't think any of us well, are. We're not smokers no. here. No, we're no. just smoking hot. I heard in grade school that <laughs> really? smokers were in fact jokers, and I I took that to heart. I'm yeah. more of a midnight toker. But. Oh. Hmm. Fair enough. I, I myself am a picker. <laughs> so we, we got a full squad here. 
squad. Oh, Taylor Swift would love you. All right. <laughs> I'd hope so. If only. <laughs> she could finance our show. <laughs> she could. Uh, question three. Your category is a question about buns. Mm. Okay. What bakery item is believed to have been named after Emperor Franz Joseph I of Austria, who led that empire from 1848 until 1916. How do you feel about that one, Neil? You like it? Yeah, I like it. It sounds familiar to me. And um, uh, We're going to lock in, mm-hmm. guys. Okay, so Jeff uh, immediately wrote down Bismarck, uh, mm. which seems seems right to me. I don't know. There was, that... a, there was an Austrian Otto von Bismarck. Okay. That's a, that's a German surname, last name, so... Okay. I mean, yeah, if, if you feel good about it, uh, yeah, I know it's a, some sort of pastry, so I'm good with going with that. I mean, do you have any other uh, ideas on that? Other than Biscoff, uh, but that's because we have Stan's oh, Donuts God. out in the kitchen. Neil and his f***ing Biscoffs. Wow. <laughs> a lot of disdain for Biscoff. No, just, so much disdain yeah. that he ate one yesterday, yeah. too. I did not. Um, yeah, you did. I had the Boston. Okay. So you're in with Bismarck? Yeah. We are in with Bismarck. And over to you. Um, yeah, we we didn't really uh, discuss this very much, uh, but we went with a uh, very delicious pastry. We're going with the Danish well, uh, Otto von Bismarck was a Prussian state, uh, statesman, I believe. The correct answer is the Kaiser role. Oh, oh. that makes way more sense than our answer. That makes sense. <laughs> it also mm. makes sense that the Washington generals could not take a lead there. Yeah. <laughs> that really ends our Kaiser role there. So. <laughs> Boo to me. <laughs> okay, let's get to question four. Your category is a question about cheeks. Mm-hmm. Former NBA star Maurice Cheeks ended his career in 1993 as the all-time leader in what statistical category, where he has since fallen to fifth place behind John Stockton, Jason Kidd, Michael Jordan, and Gary Payton? We're locked in. Yeah, I thought so. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'm thinking probably like steals or assists, maybe. Could be. I mean, John Stockton is was an assist machine and a stealing machine, but and Jason Kidd as well. So okay, I'm I'm going to defer to you on that. Well, I just know that they both. I mean, I don't know. I've never really heard of Maurice Cheeks, but going on the other guys, would, do you like steals better or assists? You think Jordan had a lot of assists? I would say he maybe stole more. I could see that. Okay, uh, calling Michael Jordan a thief? No, <laughs> yeah, it's a only if we're playing golf and then he beats us. I'm slightly disappointed, though, that this wasn't a uh, Mr. Cheeks the Rapper question. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, we're going to go with Steel. Uh, Yeah, I mean, if you're thinking about Gary Payton, you're thinking of the glove. He's known for stealing. Uh, We went with Steels. And the correct answer is Steels. Mm -hmm. And not to be confused with Danielle Steele, the foremost author of our time. Why would you? (laughs) That does explain a lot of all of that fourth and fifth shelf, Neil. I want to see a Danielle Steele basketball romance now. (laughs) Uh, hey, people are out there. Write it. She got game. <laughs> yes. I need a sequel. I need a female reboot. All right. Question five. Your category is a question about dead ass. <laughs> All right. The 1976 family comedy Gus is about a mule from Yugoslavia who finds success on Ed Asner and Don Knotts' football team playing what position? Mm, we're in. Are we really? Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> QB, I think. You think you think the donkey would be quarterback? I think he's kicking the ball. No, that would be kicker. But the <laughs> kicker barely comes in. Yeah, but if donkeys are known for kicking, right? No, but he's probably kicking the ball and but then they catch it. That would that wouldn't be legal. It doesn't sound like a very good movie, man. Don Knotts would not be in a movie that right. did have it's up to you, regular then, sports guy regulation sports. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just try to figure out what kind of ass play we got going on here, guys. Pick your answer. <laughs> uh. I'm just thinking of Don Knotts, donkey, and ass play. I don't like any of it. 
Oh, that was my favorite episode of the Andy Griffith show. <laughs> uh, uh, I think I think we'll go with we'll go with QB. I'm okay with QB. All right, you've gone quarterback over to the other two gentlemen. Uh, we're gonna go with uh, place kicker. Mm. The correct answer is place kicker. That's my fault. I'm assuming kicker would still count, right? Because punter would be the yeah. distinction. Yeah. Yes, I would not have counted punter. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he'd be good at hitting it into that five yard line. Like, not very accurate. He's just, he's all about power. It just seems like a uh, movie where the donkey mm-hmm. plays the kicker. Yeah. There's no rule. Should, it says a donkey like, can't be like, the kicker. It's like a dog is like the assistant yeah. defensive coach or something yeah. like that. Like you barely. That see was him. the best Airbud sequel. <laughs> That's just the the type of team when you win a game, you just don't pour the Gatorade bucket over because you don't know what's in it. Yeah. <laughs> We're moving on to question six, gentlemen. Your category is I swear to God, if I hear pomp and circumstance one more time, <laughs> no more no more butts. No, unfortunately, I was running out of uh, synonyms. <laughs> Butt puns. We can do. We can. There, I mean, there's always enough room for more butts. We know that. It's 2018. Uh, but again, I swear to God, if I hear pomp and circumstance one more time, uh, in honor of all the graduations I've had to go to recently, from the Latin for "with highest honor," what title is typically bestowed upon those students that graduate within the top five percent of their class? I actually thought this was going to be a diss on the royal wedding because they play pomp and circumstance at the royal wedding because um, that's a that's a British thing to do at weddings. I wrote down two words, but yeah, you're you're close. <laughs> oh, is it the is it the different first word? Yeah, okay, I'm pretty sure. All right, well, that's on your grave. Yeah, that's All right. one. We're locked in. I like to go on my grave. Which one did you want to go with? I think I think Suma is the top, right? Isn't that? Uh, do you want to go? Magnum, Magna. <laughs> you got you're thinking about Gus over there with that <laughs> Magnum reference. The Magnum cum laude. <laughs> All right, we're gonna Liquid go with magna, magna cum laude. All right, Jeff. I believe it's summa cum laude, mm. but we shall see. The correct answer is summa mm. cum laude. We're uh, that's Ken a, is, that's Ken beating his head against the I, microphone. That's because I graduated wow. Magna. That's how I know. Ken's <laughs> gonna go to a graduation and pull a David Letterman at the Oscars and go Magna Summa. Yes, Magna well, Summa. The good thing is we're beating the odds and we're zero percent on these fifty fifties. So eventually it's got to turn in our favor. <laughs> the Washington Generals, mm-hmm. right where they need to be. Is this the reverse gambler's fallacy? Eventually I'm going to win. Mm-hmm. Well, it's going to be legal <laughs> in all fifty states. So I'm getting ready. Only in sports. And just in sports. Alrighty. Question seven. Your category is never know what she means to me. I fell for the girl that's on TV. TV. Mm, I like it. On Gilmore Girls, she serves as Rory's idol. But in real life, she was born in London, raised in Tehran, became the chief international correspondent for CNN, and was recently announced as the permanent replacement for Charlie Rose on PBS following his sexual misconduct allegations. Who is this icon of the newsroom? All right, we yeah, we're in. We had that. Can't one. remember her name. You knew it from Gilmore Girls, didn't you? Yes. Yeah. It yeah. was it was no fair. You said Gilmore Girls. And I I, I um read an article just hmm. briefly about who was replacing Charlie Rose, but there's no way I'm going to remember her mm-hmm. name. Charlotte Rose. I needed you to know that I knew this. <laughs> Not a... Pete Rose. Pete Rose. Patricia Rose. We're gonna go with Patricia Rose. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe they got it now. Um, <laughs> So uh, if I remember correctly, she's in the Dragonfly Inn, and uh, um, her mom sets up a meeting. She she meets her, and she gives her her card and says, give me a call, and that would be Christiane Amanpour. Mm-hmm. The correct answer is Christiane Amanpour. Yeah. All right, moving on. Let's do question eight. 
Your category is, this question is kind of meh. First appearing in the English language in the mid-16th century, what seven-letter H word is defined as, quote, lacking excitement or variety? Monotonous. Not a bad thought, though. Um, it's a little, yeah, a little short. Um, just for the listeners, for some reason, immediately I wrote humbug, but that is only six letters. We counted. It checks out. I love these crossword style clues. The best pub quiz I've ever been to was in college, and they did these every week. And I also like them because it helped my team a lot. <laughs> it fits. But you just want to go. I don't, I don't know. know. Uh, give me, give me a sec here. I okay. think I might, I might be able to get there. We're locked in. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, power move. All right, yeah. So I don't know the. All I wrote down here was the word harumph. But that's usually <laughs> what I would say on stage in high school when they're like, pretend like you're talking about harumph, 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 watermelon, watermelon. Um, I don't know, Jeff. <laughs> peas and carrots, peas and carrots. <laughs> olive, olive juice. Rhubarb. Uh, what do you think? Uh, I, all I have is harumph here, which if, if I spell correctly, H A R U M P H would be a seven. I don't know. I mean, we might get there eventually, but uh, I'm good to. I'm going to just say harumph. Okay, we're going to go with harumph. We're going to go with humdrum. Ooh. When you said humbug, I about crapped myself because the correct answer is humdrum. Mm. All right. I've never heard I got that. you, Matt. I was never going to get I there. I got you, Matt. I wrote H and six dashes and then sat back. So. <laughs> That's the greatest hangman that you're uh, for one <laughs> yeah. that you're playing over there. Alrighty, uh, let's move on. Question nine. Your category is, as Gaston once said, how can you read this? There's no pictures. What distinction is held by the following works? Arthur Golden's Memoirs of a Geisha. <laughs> Sylvia Plath. Sorry. Sorry. We'll explain. I made the mistake of once telling my friend Ryan, uh, shout out to uh, Ryan, uh, that Memoirs of a Geisha is like almost a good movie if it could like, you know, if it didn't have some of the cultural problems that it had and some of the yeah. inaccuracies and bad acting and bad writing. But like so close to a good, like great movie. He proceeded to buy me 12 copies of Memoirs <laughs> of a Geisha every time he saw one in a, uh, you know, used bookstore or, you know, Goodwill or whatever. So, uh, and he doesn't f- just, uh, you know, give it to Ken. He'll put it by his window at like two in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> if, I, if I try to like leave it behind, he'll deliver it to my house. And, well, I got rid of him finally. So, uh, so thanks, so- thanks for all the copies, Ryan. Yeah. And uh, we're, we're going to blame Ryan for cutting you off, Ryan. So you're good. In addition to Arthur Golden's Memoirs of a Geisha, your other uh, works are Sylvia Plath's The Bell Jar, Margaret Mitchell's Gone with the Wind. Emily Bronte's Wuthering Heights, Anna Sewell's Black Beauty, and J.D. Salinger's The Catcher in the Rye. What do they all have in common? Yes, they all have a very uh, significant distinction between them. I would like you to tell me what that is. I've read 50% of all of these. So is that, I think I think that's what he's getting at, right? <laughs> we are locked in. What's the first one, Neil? Okay, so I'm not too sure on this. Um, you know, we discussed perhaps are they all female uh, authored books, but J.D. Salinger, we're pretty sure, is a guy. Uh, I wrote down banned. They're on a banned book books list. Uh, I also thought maybe they're all um, taking place during wartime because Gone with the Wind. The only one I could think of that would be banned would be um, Catcher in the Rye. I can't. I don't think the other ones are banned. I don't know. I, I, I would be leaning more toward wartime, but Just I don't know. Any, although, you know what, though? They banned. ban a lot of books for no reason. 
Right. They banned a lot of stupid books. Like the Harry Potter books got banned, like by a school district once. Just, you know. Magic is evil. There's witchcraft. For sh and giggles. I don't know. Mm. Okay. I don't know if this is specific enough, but we're going to lock in with they're all, they all take place during uh, wartime. Mm-hmm. And we're going with your other thought that they're banned books. The correct answer is those were the only novels those authors ever wrote. Oh. They were wrote one novel and were done. People like Salinger had written some short stories and whatnot, but those are the only novels that those authors had ever written. Plath wrote a bunch of poems. Yeah. I'm surprised mm-hmm. about um, Bronte. Yeah, well, she was... Emily Bronte was, was the... Uh, she was the, the the nutty one of the house. Charlotte was the well respected one, and Anne, you know, whatever. Emily Bronte would stand like would sit or stand looking out a window for like six hours at a time. If I didn't have to work, I'd probably do that too. Samantha <laughs> was the was the crazy one, right? Uh, <laughs> oh my god. Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, I love you. That's amazing. <laughs> I, I, I personally am a Charlotte. Yeah. All right, let's go to question number 10. Your category is, why didn't you just Google it, dude? John Singleton Copley created a well-known 1778 oil painting based on a true story, which depicts a young English boy named Brooke Watson mere inches away from what animal, which, based on its anatomy, Copley had clearly never seen before. John, Sing- I, when you said John Singleton, you were thinking of the the director. director. I've, I've like, seen oh, yeah. some bad <laughs> ones of these. I think he's still the youngest uh, director nominee at the Oscars. Mm, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, this is a time before people were well traveled, so you could you would hear stories about you know lions, elephants, giraffes, and I could imagine those all being depicted monstrously or you know out of crazy yeah, proportion. What it. animal would he be inches away from? At least in this guy's mind. I mean, giraffe. I feel like is. Well, maybe an elephant or even it's just a tiger. I think let's go in with that. Okay. Some sort of bird. I don't know. A dodo, a peacock. Dodos have been extinct. Um, They were around then. Were they? 17. That recently? 1778. Oh, yeah. Well, think of an animal, like you said, that if we're like, let's. (laughs) (laughs) They're all over the place. We got a couple of dodos in the studio. (laughs) Um, The dodo went extinct at the end of the 17th century. 1662, if I recall correctly. 1681. What a poll. You want to go elephant? I think you just Googled it, dude. I just Googled it, dude. <laughs> you, you, you obeyed my category title. Like, oh. All right, we're going we're gonna to lock in with, with elephant. Jeffrey's unemployed. You've locked in with elephant. Gentlemen, what have you said? We, I, I, I don't know. Something just like reminded me. I think I maybe saw a meme with like a poorly drawn cat. Yeah. So I just want cat. If it's a, if it's a meme, it's probably a cat. Yeah. I've <laughs> also seen that meme recently. That's not the one though, huh? Uh, no, you all should, you all should uh, immediately look this up uh, after I hear it. Uh, the painting is titled Watson and the Shark. Mm. It is about a real, uh, there's a real 14-year-old boy, had his leg bitten off by the shark. He became Lord Mayor of London recently, but he gave the shark forward-facing eyes and, like, human lips, and it is really comical. I think it's on display at the National Gallery still currently. Yeah, we're, we're looking at it right now. Its eyes face forward, and, like, it's, like, super round. It's very funny. It's a very kissable shark. <laughs> <laughs> we all know that's left shark. Yeah. Uh, well, it looks like, uh, I don't know about you guys, but uh, after that first round, uh, Jeff and I are pulling 60. What do you guys got? 40. 60 to 40. So pretty close. That Those last few questions were pretty tough for us. So yeah, um, so yeah 60 to 40 going into the swing round. What do you got for us today, Ryan? Four, five points each. 
I would like you to name the nine elements on the periodic table that take their names from astronomical objects. If you get at least six correct, I'll give you five extra points for an even 50 if you get all of them. Okay, so nine elements from astronomical objects. Naming origins. Gotcha. Yes. Okay, let's break up. Okay. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. As you guys are listening here, uh, Jeff is doing all the work because uh, I don't know anything about elements. So I'm just going to vamp here. Uh, vamp, uh, a term some musicians would use, like when I would play in the pit of musicals. Uh, keep keep the same amount, same type of music going until the performer can get back on track. Or if you need to keep a scene going, uh, someone forgot their lines, which often happens. I'm going to bring us back to my junior year of high school. Uh, my junior year of high school, we performed How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying. I played the role of J. Pierpont Finch. Ooh, look at you! Oh, thank you. That was my one of my favorite roles. Going back to that musical, I had a record of hurting myself before a show, and that was sort of like a good luck charm. My sophomore year, I ran into a tree, went to the hospital. My junior year with uh, How to Succeed... Um, I got so nervous because of all the lines I had to memorize. Uh, the night before, I was eating pasta, and I, my teeth were chattering out of nerves, and I chipped one of my teeth. Oh. During the dress rehearsal, uh, we had the, the bright idea to go, hey, let's let's flip Neil uh, during the finale in Brotherhood of Man. Uh, we'll flip him backwards. He'll land on his feet. I tap shoes on. I had to learn how to tap. And uh, so my friends, uh, Dave and Phil, they uh, threw me up in the air really, really high, and when I went to land, my face landed right on Dave's knee. So I had a black eye, a lot of makeup being put on for the actual show. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then uh, just a little extra tidbit from there. My senior year, we did Hello, Dolly. And uh, I had knee surgery on Martin Luther King Day. So I was doing all the choreography on crutches, which I think I told us at Triviality Live. And then uh, during the show at intermission, not at intermission, I'm sorry, uh, during one of the scenes, one of the actresses said, hey, can you go grab me the curling iron? I have to fix my hair. And I went to grab it, but someone left it plugged in. I burnt the skin off my hand on the inside, and I had to go perform a love ballad while well, I had so much neosporin on my hand. It was it was gross. So, <laughs> uh, but Jeff is at number seven, so my my vamping here is working because he's completely ignoring me. I was just thinking the whole time that you could really shut up, but uh... I know but you got seven. Oh. You got seven. <laughs> I disagree. I couldn't think the whole time. <laughs> I know, but you got seven though, so now you can think. I only think. Five of six of them are right. And if I listed the elements, do you think you could figure sure. it out? Um, Antimony, arsenic, aluminum, selenium, hydrogen, oxygen, nitrogen, 
rhenium, nickel, neodymium, neptunium, germanium, iron, americium, ruthenium, uranium, europium, zirconium, lutetium, vanadium, lanthanum, osmium, astatine, radium, gold, protactinium, indium, gallium, iodine, thorium, thulium, thallium, uh, yttrium and terbium are both named after a city in Norway. Mm-hmm. Tinium, rubidium, boron, gadolidium, niobium, iridium, strontium, silicon, silver, samarium, bismuth, bromine, lithium, beryllium, barium, sulfur, californium, fermium, berkelium. Those are both, uh, that's a scientist in a research lab. Mendelevium, Einsteinium, nobelium, argon, krypton, radon. Oh, krypton, right? Or no, that's Superman's planet. (laughs) You know what? I'm willing to put that as a joke. Krypton? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, let's just go with our answers. Everybody's all locked in and beautiful and wonderful. We're one of those yes. things. <laughs> Alrighty, I will let you guys uh, blood sport fight between who gets to answer first. Trying to tick off the boxes for planets, we said uh, Mercury, figuring that was an obvious one. Um, uranium, Neptunium, and Plutonium, which are all in order 92 to 94 on the periodic table. Helium, after the Sun, kind of figure from the Latin. Uh, and Selenium, uh, those are the ones we were sure of. Um, we also said hydrogen, um, europium, just in case it was after Europa and not the continent of Europe, and uh, tungsten, just just because. Because you like tungsten. It was called Wolfram. I didn't know what the German meant. So, <laughs> All right. Well, we went with mercury, mm-hmm. helium, plutonium, titanium for the moon Titan, selenium for the moon, Urani- uh, uranium for Uranus, <laughs> iodine for the moon Io or Eo, and then just a couple quick guesses of Xenon and Krypton, Superman's home planet. Alrighty, well, uh, starting from the center of our solar system and working outward, uh, your first correct answer, named after the sun, is helium. Your second one, named after Mercury, is Mercury. Named after the Earth's moon is selenium. Named after the... Uh, Second ever asteroid ever found, Pallas is palladium. P a l l a d i u m. After that, from the Latin for Earth, Tellus is tellurium. Ooh. That's Earth. See, I don't know Latin. The first ever asteroid ever found and largest object in the asteroid belt is Cerium, after the dwarf planet Ceres. Ah. And then you guys got uranium, neptunium, and plutonium after Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto. Uh, if you got at least six, give yourself five bonus points. Uh, looks like uh, after the swing round, Team Triviality is at 95. Why are you Team wa- Triviality? And the Washington General, because we're the Washington General. Uh, we're at 65. Yeah, the, 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 the past winner, whatever, whoever uh, wins the episode before gets the Triviality moniker. No, we lost the last episode. Well, no, this is, this is the OG yeah, squad, though. That's true. That's true. We're the Brooklyn Brawler, and you are the Undertaker <laughs> for, like, the seven people I know what that is. Continue. <laughs> Ready? You guys ready for round two? Oh, yes, sir. We are ready. All right, round two, question 11, first question of the round. Your category is, sorry, LL, we're definitely calling this a comeback. Mm, I get it. That's, I like that. I'm ready. Yes. In 1987, John Bon Jovi produced and, with Michael Bolton, performed backup vocals on a hard rock remake of what Cher song? which she remade for her 1987 comeback album after originally having recorded the tune in 1966. So this is a Cher song with Michael Bolton. She recorded originally and then remade herself, just like uh, Alfred Hitchcock did The Man Who Knew Too Much twice. Right. Mm -hmm. Which which Man Who Knew Too Much do you prefer? Uh, 
I actually on I prefer the Peter Lorre one. Yes, yes. Um, I think the 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 fifty six remake is all right. That was a solid Peter Lorre. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you. Don't encourage his impression. <laughs> oh my God, can you can I like record? Can you record I my voice? I don't think it was actually that good. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was beautiful. You get that negativity out of here. That was amazing. <laughs> Peter Lorre in the house. <laughs> <laughs> Dueling Lorre. So, uh, so me and <laughs> me and uh, me and another uh, friend of mine named Jeff. Not this Jeff, but another one. We're not friends. Uh, we actually, we always we always uh, <laughs> we always uh, thought about like you know the the cliche ending of a movie where somebody wakes up and it's a dream what if classic movies uh ended and somebody woke up and it was a dream but we'd use really minor characters so peter lorry and uh, casablanca rick oh my gosh it was all a dream <laughs> <laughs> we have, we we're saying this because we don't have any I'm clue in. on this quest. oh you got it Maybe. Did she redo any other songs you could think of? The only one I can think of, she I, I don't know her solo work that well, but I always think of I Got You, Babe, but yeah. that's with Sonny. There's uh, Do You Believe in Life After oh, Love, but that was, was definitely the not that one, yeah. yeah. I know that for sure, because that was uh, auto-tune. I don't know. Um, so in conclusion, you know three Cher songs. <laughs> we know three Cher songs. We should pick one. To be fair, one is a Sonny and Cher song. Um, and we also know that the best type of party is one that you weren't invited to, according to the Mamma Mia 2 trailer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, let's go. You want to like go turn one. back time? <laughs> sure. I, I don't know, Cher. Okay, we're going to go turn back time. I don't know, Cher, either. Seems great, though. So if uh, it took two men to back her up on that track, I would think it would probably have male vocals in it. So mm-hmm. we're going to go with I Got You, Babe. Well, I can tell that you, my cinephile friends, might know the Nancy Sinatra cover from oh. Kill Bill better. Yeah. It is Ooh. Bang Bang, My Baby Shot Me Down. Bang mm. Bang. Yep. Yeah. Wow. That's great. I, I do know that but one better. It's it's crazy. This remake, you have to listen to it if only for like thirty seconds or so, because seriously, instead of her just going bang bang, it's like a like a like a freaking chorus going like bang bang. It's that does crazy. Sound great. like Ram Ramstein. <laughs> <laughs> bang bang. bang, bang. Ryan Butterfly. is uh Ryan's pressing play and here it is. number 12 second of this half your category is you're so vain you probably think this company is about you yep mm. i do yeah that's right what french cosmetics company takes its name from the greek spelling of the biblical moses's wife's name mm. again what french cosmetic company takes its name from the greek spelling of the biblical moses's wife's name so it's not cover girl <laughs> Put the bass in your walk. I've watched so much Drag Race. I'm sorry. I can't hear that phrase without putting the next lyrics in. So I we wrote down a couple things. We looked at Revlon. Uh, L'Oreal. L'Oreal. Uh, but then I wrote down uh, Avon. Ooh. And that seems right to us. So we're locking in with Avon. Could be. That's uh, the kind of makeup you use, right? Yeah, my concealer for my... Um, and uh, your highlighter looks beautiful, my, by the way. It's my crow's feet. I'm I'm getting up there in age. Just... Uh, once more, <laughs> I told Matt to stop trying to sell me Avon from his trunk. So uh, we're gonna go with L'Oreal. The correct answer. Moses's wife's name was Zipporah, which in Greek is Sephora. 
Oh, Sephora. Sephora. Mm. Just at Sephora. I feel like we've all held bags at Sephora before, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Well, we've all held bags at Sephora while having bags under our eyes, but we can fix them there. Except the bags (laughs) are like really tiny, but cost like $200. Well, and you can fix those bags under your eyes with a beautiful concealer. A $900 concealer. As long as you moisturize before you conceal. You get your your flex on while holding the bag, right? Mm -hmm. Gotta, Gotta seem manly. (laughs) <laughs> lift but, your sleeve up a little bit extra yeah. but every now and again you get to the front counter and then you get a free sample yeah. for being a good boy <laughs> <laughs> alright gents let's move to question 13 number 3 of the round your category is I can count all the way to this many 50 55 your question is, what common German name is also the Italian word for eight, as in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight? Yeah. Okay, so in French, it's huit, H-U-I-T. In Spanish, it's ocho. So ocho, huit. What's it in German? I don't know. I'm trying to think of a you just surname wrote, that's You just wrote like the German. They need well, the number in Italian. Oct in German. But... Oct. Okay, so we need the number in Italian. So <laughs> oct. You're looking for a German name is what you're looking for. Yeah, we know. For. Okay. I was just making sure. Yes. We know. <laughs> I took I took Italian for <laughs> half a semester and then I quit because I didn't want to do it anymore. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> and you, can, you, can't, you even can't count, count in Italian? Ten. I can't remember. The teacher was very nice, but I just, I gave up. Um, <laughs> let me think. Uno, due, tres, uh, cuatro. No, that's Spanish now. He just started in <laughs> Italian. And now I will tell you that quattro with a Q-A-T-T-R-O is, is four in Italian. Yeah. So what uh, is uh, Fellini's eight and a half in Italian? Oh, hmm. <laughs> uh, you don't know what eight and a half in Italian is. No, I don't. Uh, okay, so we're looking for a name. So we're, we're just going to go because he said that. Okay, we're in. We're, we're going to go in with uh, Dolce. Mm. <laughs> Not uh, a sweet life. <laughs> yeah, so we're thinking eight ocho. Sounds like German Otto. Otto. We go Otto. The correct answer is O-T-T-O. It's auto. Yeah. I was going to say auto. I thought it sounded like an idiot, so I didn't say it. All right. Question 14, number four of the second half of your category is moist. Mm. Ooh. That's moist. a derisive word. We might, have divisive to cen- word? we might have to censor that one, actually. It's a divisive word. <laughs> Seneca Lake, Cayuga Lake, Hemlock Lake, and Owasco Lake are just four of the 11 bodies of water that make up what group of lakes in central New York? We're in. Oh, okay, we're in. Uh, I think Jim Carrey is going on vacation to the Finger Lakes <laughs> per that one episode of The Office. So yeah. we're going to go Finger that Lakes. That might be my favorite cameo ever. And disappointingly, I think led to a right answer for the uh, the Washington Generals. Because <laughs> we agree it's the Finger Lakes. Hey, Jeff, why don't you go swim in Hemlock Lake? Or should I say a lake full of hemlock? Yes. I, I've got a finger for you. You just follow your GPS right into that lake is what happens. <laughs> it is also the home of uh, SNL uh, Kristen Wiig's character, Dunice. It is the Finger Lakes. Mm. Ooh, we got one right finally in this round. It's been a tough round. Uh, question 15, number five. Of the second half, your category is woof. Buzz, your girlfriend. <laughs> woof. So well played. <laughs> At 59 years of age in 1989, who was the oldest person to have ever been named people's sexiest man alive? If it's Richard Gere, he's looking really good for his age. <laughs> it's all the Buddhism. And hamsters. <laughs> Let's go with it. Yeah, we're locked in. All right, I know this list. I like memorized it, and I'm trying to go through the 
the covers, you know, like Mel Gibson, Richard Gere, Nick Nolte. The Nick Nolte mugshot cover was the best one. <laughs> Surprised he didn't win it that year. I know it. I just, I can't pull it. So Closer than anything else. I'd buy his salad dressing. <laughs> We're going to go with uh, Joanne Woodward's husband. Who is? Paul Newman. Yeah, there you go. Okay. We're going to say that when he's not busy messing up uh, reading Oscar ballots, it might be Warren Beatty. Well, in 1989, he played both dad and daddy hmm. in the third Indiana Jones film. It is Sean Connery. Sean Connery. Ooh, I didn't know he was uh, on the list. Yes, he was. I, I didn't even think of it. We just watched Last Crusade on Saturday night. Wow. Yeah. He didn't jump out to you. As... That was a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Did you do your best on that question, Neil? <laughs> well, you lost today, kid. Losers always whine about oh, their I'm, best. I'm aware. You're the man now, dog. Finding Forrester vibes. Question 16, number six of the second half. Your category is, wait, so you're telling me it's not a series of tubes? The fourth most visited website in the world is Baidu. B-A-I-D-U. It's a Chinese website. What kind of website is Baidu? The reason I say this is because um, China has a closed internet. Mm-hmm. So basically they knock off every everything that we do with their own version. So we probably have to be g- generic and not say, because he just said, what kind of site is it? We can, we can lock right. him with that, though. I, I doubt it's Chinese Pornhub. And if it is, I will, I will, be, I will be shocked. Yeah, yeah. We're good with that. Okay. Um, so Jeff wrote down Twitter, Amazon, Facebook, YouTube. Um, like I think I think uh, Weibo, Weibo mm-hmm. is like the Chinese equivalent of no, Twitter. Weibo. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, so, Alibaba, or, or uh, yeah, Alibaba. Alibaba is like their, their Amazon, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Alibaba's Amazon. You're saying Weibo is like Twitter, Maybe like a Facebook or YouTube. So what do you want to call, like a social media? You just want to go with that? I have no idea. Okay. Uh, all right. We're we're gonna lock in. If you need to. Need oh, to is it like Google? Maybe like their search Google? engine. Yeah, I like that. All right. We're okay. gonna we're gonna lock in with search engine. Good deal. Yeah. I wouldn't think that they're allowed to search for anything because the government tells them what to look for. Only on the Chinese network. Mm. We're going to say uh, video streaming. The correct answer in the clutch is search engine. Mm. Nice. It looks exactly like Google. It's a big white page with a bar and a blue search button. Yeah. Ooh, definitely. We pulled. lost our uh, our ground. Yeah, we should have just bidued it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, Jeff pulled that one out of round one. <laughs> All right, uh, question 17, number seven of second half. Your category is, who says nerds and jocks can't get along? Of the 12 principal base classes in Dungeons & Dragons, two of them share their names with professional sports teams in the big four North American sports leagues. Please name these two classes and or teams. Yeah. Yeah, Okay, yeah. All right, we're in. Is this still? Yeah. Yep. How did I get there first? I don't know anything about Dungeons & Dragons. (laughs) That's true. All right, gentlemen. Me and Jeff were kind of giving each other some some uh, longing glances ac- across the table because uh, we used to do this in uh, high school. Uh, wizards and Rangers. Yep, we went with the same. The correct answer are Wizards mm. and Rangers. Correct. Question 18, number 8 of the second half. Your category is Sack Boys That Don't Work at Grocery Stores. What PlayStation-exclusive video game series sees its players controlling small characters called Sack Boys? We're locked in. Okay, it's the one with they look like little hand-sewn uh, teddy bears, and then they 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 run around their world and you can like build a world, kind of like Minecraft, but it's like a little guy. He looks like uh, you know they have like a button as an eye, and there's like stitches all across the head, like made out of sacks, and then you like 
Don't know. It's like something world, maybe. I haven't owned a PlayStation since PS2. So Mm, you're missing out. My brother plays it all the time. Um, Oh man. Unfortunately, I don't. It's like something world or or um. PlayStation uh, tried really hard to make this like their mascot after they decided they didn't like Crash Bandicoot anymore. Yeah, yeah. which is sad because Crash is great. Yeah, Crash is great. Uh, all right, I, I can't think of it. We're we're gonna say uh, perfect world. Mm, you're you're on the right track. Uh, you're thinking about it like a little big planet. Big planet, yeah. There it is. The correct answer is little big planet. Mm. All right, guys. Question nineteen, number nine of round two. Your category is strike a pose. Who is the only person mentioned in the celebrity breakdown of Madonna's Vogue that is not an actor or actress? Locked in. She say Hedy Lamar. <laughs> mm, I, man. That's unnecessarily cruel. I lit in the shower like a month ago. I was like, I better memorize this because yeah. it's going to come up. Because I was trying to memorize We Didn't Start the Fire. While you were voguing. <laughs> and I was voguing in the shower. Um, We've all been there. Yeah. Um, hmm. Those are dark times, actually. Greta Garbo. Nor- oh, yeah. Greta Garbo, Norma Jean, something something magazine. I'm going to, okay. I'm just going to go Johnny Cash. That's fine. Okay. I think uh, when you're talking about Marilyn Monroe, sometimes you talk about Joe DiMaggio, and I went with DiMaggio. I think that's We Didn't Start the Fire. It's possible, too. Greta Garbo and Monroe, Dietrich and DiMaggio. Joe DiMaggio is correct. I was going to say DiMaggio, and I was like, isn't that in? Because that's in We Didn't Start the Fire. Yeah, Yeah, Joe DiMaggio. He makes his way around. He gets around. (laughs) Yes, he does. (laughs) Uh, DiMaggio and Monroe are both in uh, both songs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, this brings us to question 20, last question of the second round. Your category is Dancing Through the Funny Pages. Bill Amend, A-M-E-N-D, like end of prayer with a D, was the author and illustrator of what comic strip, which focuses on the family of Jason, Paige, and Peter, the children of Andy and Roger? Yeah, we're going to lock in on this one with an educated guess. Can you think of a comic strip that has three kids? Family Circus. Is that a comic strip? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, What's the... Is it Marmaduke? I was just thinking of Marmaduke, too. I, can, I like that as an answer. Did Marmaduke have three kids? Could. <laughs> I mean, I mean, were there three kids in Marmaduke? Yes, Marmaduke, Marmaduke the dog had three human children. <laughs> <There was> the... <laughs> uh, that's fine. I can't really I can't really think of anything else. Okay. Wasn't not, Owen Wilson the voice of Marmaduke? It's not like Garfield or Dilbert or a whole bunch of other cartoons. Yeah, so. I, I, wow. I'm not, wow. It's not Dennis the Menace, so... Wow. I'm about out of comic strips, so... Uh, that's fine. We'll, we're going to go... Uh, not thinking Ziggy. We're going to go Marmaduke. Okay. Beetle Bailey. We're uh, keeping it uh, simple and going with Family Circus. Uh, the correct answer, as we are dancing our way through the funny pages, it is Foxtrot. Oh, oh dancing, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got cheeky there at the end. <laughs> you were cheeky in the first round, too. <laughs> <I'm>, oh. <laughs> On several hey, questions. Uh, what are our, our scores heading into the, uh, the final questions? Looks uh, like the Washington Generals bringing up the rear again at uh, one... 15 barely and you guys are at 125 so it's wow. pretty close wow. so it really was just that one extra in the swing round is yeah. the difference right now yeah it's very this this could be the time that the washington generals take over and will become team triviality well, this is when they bring out the ladders this always happens <laughs> <laughs> already would you guys like your categories yes please i think we would <laughs> your categories are denial anger bargaining yes <laughs> depression and acceptance, which I, I think I think that could be like our Fox Force Five if we all teamed up. <laughs> I, I kind of like this. Nobody's ever done like a. I'd be, de- uh, I'd be depression. You'd be depression. Oh come I'd on! 
I want depression. <laughs> I'll be. I'll be. Uh, you can be depression. It's fine. I'll be anger. All right, Ken is anger. That well, makes sense. Well, there's no way I'm denial. <laughs> <laughs> you know be, what? You know what? I'm, I'm more of a bargaining. <laughs> I'll be acceptance. That's fine. You're accepting that. Uh, this is this is tough. This could be anything. Yeah, for, do that. for sure. This could literally be anything. Um, uh, it appears all four gentlemen have taken their shirts off and are about to brawl because they have put twenty all the way down. Well, that escalated quickly. Yeah, I, I threw the gauntlet at Neil and I said, "If you don't write, you know, the same, uh, you know, wagers as us, you know, basically you're a little wuss." Yeah, and as as we we have established in the Fox Force Five of ourselves here, I said I was acceptance, so I accepted that and said, "All right." <laughs> and I demand satisfaction. Yes. So here's our duel. Yeah, he got pretty angry about it. <laughs> All right, gents. Question number one of this final round. Your category is denial. Though he has since been discredited, and the journal has retracted his statement, British doctor Andrew Wakefield published a fraudulent research paper in the medical journal The Lancet, famously making what claim? Number two, your category is anger. When Kanye West famously said George Bush doesn't care about black people on a September 2005 benefit for Hurricane Katrina, what actor stood next to him, shocked and agape, before the camera turned over to Chris Tucker? Question three. Your category is bargaining. In 1626, Peter Minuit, the Dutch director of New Netherland, bought what island for 60 guilders, or what would today be 1,000 U.S. dollars? Question number four. Your category is depression. What song won the 1993 Grammy Award for Record of the Year and is about the singer's son, Connor, falling from a 53rd floor apartment window? The title of the song, please. And question five, your category is acceptance. 19-year-old spoiler alert, when Bruce Willis finally realizes he's been dead the whole time in the sixth sense, he remembers that he was shot and killed by former patient Vincent Gray, played by what former boy band member? Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. One particular argument, he ended up dislocating Ava's jaw. <gasps> Ava, she was such a tough cookie. Rather than cry or scream or anything like that, she... Was, or call the police. Or call the police, like she should have, exactly. <laughs> What does she do? She takes an ashtray and she knocks him over the head and knocks him unconscious. That's how she fought back. She didn't know what to do, so she called Louis B. Mayer. I think I've killed Howard Hughes. What do I do? Revisit a time when the pictures were still big and everyone was ready for their close-up. When you want Tyrone Power instead of Tom Hardy, Jennifer Jones instead of Jennifer Lawrence, or Robert Mitchum rather than Robert Pattinson, then From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industries shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. 
All right, we're we're all locked in. All right, all you gentlemen are locked in. Question one of this final is over denial. Uh, British doctor Andrew Wakefield published a fraudulent research paper, uh, famously making what claim? Jeff Neal. Uh, we weren't sure. We we went back and forth between um, do cigarettes cause cancer. Uh, we we ended up settling on it's the only one we didn't know. Uh, we said that uh, his claim was that vaccinations cause autism. That's what we had. <laughs> and the correct answer is that vaccines cause autism and sure bowel disease. It. He also had bowel disease in there. Oh. Wait, the vaccinations cause bowel disease? Yes, both oh. autism and bowel oh. disease, and that has since been retracted. Let me repeat this. The man has been discredited, <laughs> lost his license, and retracted. And he's is living in a mansion because people still believe. Yeah, Jenny McCarthy. Right? <laughs> and Kristen, and Kristen Cavallari. <laughs> Shame. Mrs. Cutler. Weirdly, we only need herd immunity. I'm fine if their kids don't make it. <laughs> All right. But they probably have great arms. Yeah. I mean, good arms. Okay arms. You know, as, as, as a parent, it's my right to decide what long dormant diseases can come roaring back. Am I right? <laughs> There's a reason that people can't be buried in Svalbard, Sweden. All right. Question two was over anger. Uh, Kanye West famously said George Bush doesn't care about black people. During a Hurricane Katrina benefit, who was standing next to him during that scene? What actor? Jeff Neal? Uh, Shrek. No, I'm sorry. Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. Yes, Austin Powers. Uh, Mike Myers. Mike Myers is absolutely correct. Moving on, we're question three here in the final category is bargaining. Uh, Peter Minuet in 1666 bought what island for 60 guilders, which is today worth 1,000 U.S. dollars? Uh, we went with uh, Manhattan. Mm. We went with probably a wrong answer. Well, we we fished around uh, you know New York islands, but we eventually settled on Greenland. Well, as Anita says in West Side Story, I like the island Manhattan. Mm. Manhattan is correct. I could use a drink, the Th- Manhattan. Right thank now. you, uh, Rita Moreno. <laughs> Oscar winning Rita Egot, Egot winning Marie yeah. Marino. She's wonderful. Uh, question four was over depression. I know a little bit about this right now. Uh, what song won the ninety three Grammy Award for Record of the Year? And is about the singer's son Connor falling from a fifty third floor apartment window. Jeff and Neil. Uh, so this one, I I don't know if the title is correct. I just knew right away it was Eric Clapton, and I believe it's Tears from Heaven. Uh, we went through the same thought process and landed on Tears from Heaven. You guys can make judgment call on this all you want. It is tears in heaven. Mm, we're going to give ourselves points because we had the same answer. <laughs> I will. And it won't change the outcome. It. Actually, it doesn't matter. We could both lose points, right? At right. this point, I don't think it will change the outcome. But we're stat padding, so it's good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Russell Westbrook. <laughs> in that triple double. All right. And the last one of the final year category was acceptance. Bruce Willis realizes he's been dead the whole time by the end of the sixth sense and he remembers that he was shot and killed by what former boy band member jeff and neil so uh, this one we knew pretty quick we just had to follow uh each step by step uh in order to find the right stuff which would be donnie Wahlberg. <laughs> you mentioned jenny uh, mccarthy earlier yeah we're uh, over here doing the new kids dance also going with donnie Wahlberg. and vincent gray was played by donnie Wahlberg. man <laughs> All right, so after a uh, pretty pretty good uh, final round for us, uh, you know, 9 out of 10 correct overall for the teams, uh, we're coming through with a 175 for me and Ken to 225 for Jeff and Neil, making them today's cream of the crop. Yes! Yes! You're the man now, dog! Great. Yeah, I'm living in a nightmare. <laughs> 
I'm in, a, I'm in a position I'd justifiably rather not be in right now. Well, I don't know why he brought the ladders out during the second half, but... <laughs> Uh, yeah, Matt, Matt brought a bunch of blades. We were all cutting each other's foreheads to a, make it bloody. That was, you know, it was a it was a really good game. Uh, I feel like we did everything we could. Just got got a couple of things wrong here and there, and yeah, that's the way it goes. Really great game, Ryan. That's I mean, the way the news <laughs> Thank goes. You. Yeah, the uh, the categories were great. Uh, the the first half, base mostly being about butts, uh, was good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I can do butt more stuff. butt questions. I can always do more yeah. butt questions. Yeah, anytime uh, you could do more butt stuff, just let us know. I feel like our butt content tends to play well. So, oh, let me give you my phone number. It's uh, a one nine hundred number. <laughs> Um, yeah, you remind me of, uh, I'm going to make you my, uh, Jamie Foxx and, uh, my Jamie Foxx movie with Vivica A. Fox, uh, from the nineties. It's a booty call. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, so any, anything you'd like to, uh, plug or talk about, uh, anywhere you'll be where people can come say hi, give you a high five, things like that. I'm always in Wichita and people can always hit me up there. I'm easy to find on Facebook, especially with the groups I'm in. Um, other than that, I usually just tell people to be nice to each other and go donate $10 to something they love. That's awesome. And what uh, what would you like to donate uh, $10 to tonight? Uh, we'll do it on behalf of Triviality. Though, that is incredibly sweet of you. Um, I don't know, something topical with the game. If there, either Something with butts or something mm. with pro-vaccine. Pro- prostate cancer. Yes, Let's do prostate cancer. Let's All right. See. So, Let's, yeah, on, on behalf of uh, Triviality and uh, Ryan Clefcorn Myers, we'll donate $10 to prostate cancer research and we'll post it on the episode uh, on a link. So, yeah, thank you so much, Ryan, um, uh, for not only being a Patreon supporter, but uh, joining our group, asking questions, answering them quickly, uh, hosting today, and then uh, being on in the future. We really appreciate your time. I'm glad to do it. You guys are all awesome. Thanks for having me. Of course. All right, thanks again to Ryan, who's one of our Patreon supporters. Uh, we appreciate all of our Patreon supporters. And uh, being at that level, he was able to host a game. Uh, Jeff, why don't you tell us how they can also become a Patreon supporter? It's very easy. All you have to do is go to patreon.com slash trivialitypodcast and uh, check out all of our different belts there. We have uh, quite a variety of uh, support levels that you can join, which open up and unlock access to uh, giveaways that we send to people Uh bonus content episodes if you like what you're hearing hopefully you'd like even more of it mm-hmm. and uh other uh perks and giveaways including a uh, a pretty sweet marquee uh kind of like a loot crate gift box yeah that's our 50 dollar level right that's right and uh full of a bunch of stuff that we like chicago stuff um but also stuff about trivia that you might like and uh we're really looking forward to that if you'd like to support us um think we earned it we'd greatly appreciate it mm-hmm. can we add a new level with maybe just suspenders instead of a belt <laughs> yeah i don't see why not if you're more of a suspender man yeah absolutely yeah um and if you'd like to just get in touch with us uh neil why don't you tell us uh, our listeners how they can do that uh well the easiest way you can go to our website trivialitypodcast.com uh, if you'd like to email us whether it's a question or just to say hello you can email us at trivialitypodcast at gmail.com if it is a question five submission just put the name of the host you would like to read the question so that way they're spoiler free for us uh, and we just started a facebook group uh, so if uh, if you want to either go to our facebook page uh, which is the same as our twitter at trivialitypod you can find us there or you can go directly to the group which is facebook.com slash groups slash the crop and uh there you can uh talk with other triviality fans uh answer some trivia questions post your own and uh just uh you know mess around with us over there all right and then for ken jeff and neil my name is matt and that was triviality your best losers always whine about their best 
Winners go home and f*** the prom queen.